This past weekend, I was at the Big House for Michigan's football game against Purdue. And if you've been following the season in the Big Ten, you know that Michigan has been dominating. Purdue was a pretty easy win. But that's not to say that the Boilermakers didn't get their moment. At one point, the Purdue mascot was there on the sidelines and held up this cardboard replica of a video recorder and aimed it at the Michigan sideline, pretending to film Michigan's play call signals. It was kind of an easy jab, with Michigan under investigation for stealing sideline signs from opponents. But the story is coming to a head this week. Today, we're going to talk about what this means not only for Michigan football, but for Coach Jim Harbaugh. This is Stateside. I'm April Bear. Mike Rosenberg is a senior writer at Sports Illustrated. He's been following the mess and is here to help break all this down. Mike, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on. Just for those who haven't been following this as closely, where exactly did the complaints that the NCAA is looking at, where did they originate? Well, that's actually kind of one of the great mysteries of this is how this surfaced publicly. The Washington Post had a story about a an investigative firm apparently to turn this over to the NCAA, why they were looking into it. It's not clear. Um, and this this tends to be something that obviously fans tend to do is they they try to outsource and they try to figure out like who the leak is and make that the story when ultimately if you broke rules, you broke rules and how it got out is not usually the point. But it is a strange one here and it's not really clear how it got out. And it's still not exactly clear what happened and, and how much it helped. Yeah. The questions uh, focus on basically if and whether one Connor Stallions, an analyst with Michigan's program, was inappropriately stealing signs. Now, I say I worded that the way I did because I have to confess, it took me and I think some other people some time to get their heads around this because, I mean, how long has sign stealing been illegal in NCAA programs? The NCAA, they, they have rules about rules about rules, and that, that's been the case forever. And so about 30 years ago, they said, you may not scout opponents in person. And the reason was just to cut costs at the time. But that has sort of morphed into, if you're doing that, that can also be seen as a competitive advantage. And so even though people are signaling into the game to their to their quarterback or to their defense from the sideline in plain view of 80,000 people. If you are there watching them do that, that is not allowed. And if you are videotaping that, that is definitely not allowed. And it's also an ethical line that, that would be crossed. And so it, it is a strange thing because you can steal signals during a game. You can steal them if they happen to be caught on TV. If a fan just happens to post it to YouTube, and you had nothing to do with them filming it and posting it, you're allowed to watch that, but you cannot actually do it yourself. And and that may seem like a technicality to a lot of Michigan fans, but that is the rule. And, and, and there's certainly evidence that somebody at the Michigan program violated that rule. So much of what we have on record about this is uh, sources say there's a reported rumor that the head coach of Ohio State, Ryan Day, may have connected to a private investigator to look into Michigan's sign collections. And this did upset some people. I mean, does it matter from a Big Ten perspective or from an NCAA perspective who dug this up? From the NCAA and Big Ten perspective, not really. From Michigan's perspective, of course it would matter. And and I think what you're going to see now is that Michigan has been given information 
basically that other teams have been passing around their signals to each other, not just within their own programs, but to each other. Now, they may have been doing that and not violated any rules, but Michigan's going to go scorched earth here. They're basically going to say, you are, are, are signaling out Jim Harwell because you don't like him. You're not happy that he's won the league the last two years. And if you're going to try to say that we, we did this, we are going to go hard and prove that it's not just us, but there are other programs that did it, and this is being completely overblown. And so uh, this is very possibly going to end up in a situation where everybody loses, which is what these sort of mudslinging fights often end up being. But um, Michigan is not going to go quietly here. That's quite clear. Yeah. I want to talk I want to talk some more about the reaction around around programs. But before we do that, does the NCAA or do the Big Ten, do they need proof that Jim Harbaugh knew what was going on, that what what his staffers may or may not have been doing in order to punish Michigan or Harbaugh himself? They do not need that. Uh, the NCAA does not need that. And the Big Ten, uh, per its sportsmanship policy, would argue that they do not need that. And and the reason for that uh, goes back to when the NCAA really kind of when college sports became big business and, and, and the NCAA would do these investigations in the 80s and 90s. They would often find that uh, there would be a fall guy. You know, there would be an assistant coach that took all the responsibility and there weren't paper trails and electronic trails as much as there are today. And they said, we're not going to allow that. So basically, if it happened in your program, if you paid for a recruit, if you fixed a grade, whatever it was, the head coach doesn't get to just say, I didn't know and skate. So so they can do lack of institutional control, lack of oversight, that kind of thing. And look, it, if this happened and Michigan benefited, right, then whether or not Harbaugh knew it happened, that, that still did hurt the other team. Mm-hmm. But uh, they don't need to know that. And, and and Harbaugh has been adamant publicly and presumably privately that he has not had no knowledge of this whatsoever. And I think that's why they're so upset is they feel like they're asking Jim Harbaugh to know every single thing that everyone in the program does. And, and they don't think that's realistic, but the NCAA can do what they want. Yeah. There's been a lot of reporting uh, suggesting that coaches around the country, not just limited to the Big Ten, were really calling on the NCAA or at least the conference to get serious about about reacting to this. Why do you think Michigan has become such a target? Well, when you have a coach who has openly feuded with other coaches and has sort of tried to stake out the moral high ground at every opportunity uh, and then has won the league the last two years and, and probably has the best team in it this year, this is a result of that. It's a sad thing to me, whatever happened here, because it should never get to the point where coaches are trying to trash another coach and, and convince a conference to act on another coach without that coach even having a say and a chance to sort of defend himself, whether that defense is legitimate or not. So the relationship between Jim Harbaugh and a lot of the Big Ten coaches was not all, but a lot was was frosty before. And it is just so much worse now than it was. And I don't see it getting better for a long time, if ever. So what's the game plan for Michigan? And what do potential sanctions mean for the team and for Coach Harbaugh? We'll get to that after a short break. Support for the Stateside Podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. 
Support for Michigan Public's stateside podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org. So what do we know about the sanctions that the Big Ten is considering for this season? I understand we may be learning more about this tomorrow, right? Well, yeah, Michigan has sort of been given a letter that the Big Ten would not send Michigan a letter saying that punishment might be coming unless punishment was coming, right? Unless that was the plan. So they could suspend Harbaugh for probably up to two games. Michigan's got Penn State this weekend and then one more before they play Ohio State. So it would be kind of amazing if they suspended for two and then Harbaugh came back for the Ohio State game. Uh, Michigan and and Harbaugh as well, I I would expect to go to every legal avenue that they can pursue uh, to say, hey, this is like, you're rushing here. This is mob justice. The NCAA is investigating. Let them finish their investigation. Let them reach their conclusion. And if the Big Ten chooses to act at that point, that's a different deal. The coaches don't want that. They want something now. I mean, Harbaugh could leave for the NFL would be one thing. Um, And the other thing is the NCAA takes a while, right? So let's say the NCAA finishes this in March. They conclude whatever the coaches expect them to conclude. And then either the NCAA or the Big Ten says, okay, Jim Harbaugh suspended for two games. Well, that would be the next two games and none of those would be Big Ten games. And so I think that's part of why these coaches are trying to, to get something done now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we so we clearly might be in a situation where there are sanctions now and sanctions later, uh, whether or not, you know, how much of that comes to pass when, you know, when everyone lawyers up, I guess, remains to be seen. Yeah, this is this is not one of those global legal settlements where everybody drops their complaints. So they could absolutely suspend Harbaugh. And then if they find something else, suspend him again. Yeah. What has the university said about all of this? Well, uh, the university president sent a letter to the Big Ten basically saying, arguing for due process for Harbaugh. Um, and Michigan's in a, in a bit of a tough spot here, okay? They're under investigation. If, if Ward Manuel, the athletic director, or, or Jim Harbaugh calls every coach in the program into an office and says, anything you know we really want to know, we're trying to get to the bottom of this, that would be considered tampering with an investigation. If they speak publicly on it too much, that would be frowned upon as well by both the NCAA and the Big Ten. And yet, obviously, people are are writing about this all the time. There are, are uh, other coaches are free to say what they want. I mean, you saw that with Ryan Walters at Purdue saying we know that they had our signals. He said that last week. And so I think Michigan feels like they're losing the, the, the PR battle on this because they're kind of hamstrung by the fact that they're under investigation and can only say so much. Uh, from Michigan's perspective, what are the relative merits of penalties now versus penalties later? Well, I think it's always better in this situation to defer to the second half if you're Michigan. <laughs> and and, and, and there's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, look, Michigan next year is unlikely to be as good as they are this year because they, they might have the best team in the country. That doesn't happen very often, right? It's possible Harbaugh leaves for the NFL. And if that's the case, then why not just put off the suspension that he might never have to serve? I mean, these are Big Ten games right now. They're trying to win a title. They're trying to get in the playoff and win a championship. So absolutely, Michigan is definitely better off with punishment coming later as opposed to now. And so, yeah, they're acting out of self-interest as well. But there also is, I think, a legitimate due process complaint that it's not to say that nothing happened or that Harbaugh is completely innocent. It's just that, like, he is entitled. And I think most people would probably agree with this, just at least 
conceptually that he's entitled to defend himself and to get all the evidence out and then respond to it. And if if he is found to be guilty of whatever, then 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 that's that's what happens. Do you think the NCAA would consider vacating some of Michigan's wins for this season? Well, if if they are found to have done that this year, then theoretically they could. It is strange because this more likely violates the Big Ten sportsmanship policy. Uh, it could violate the NCAA rules, but there aren't there aren't a lot of precedents for how you would deal with something like this. Logically, to me, and I think most people I would imagine would agree with this, probably in the state of Michigan anyway, is that you know Michigan's crushed all the teams that they played this year, right? So I, I don't think anyone can reasonably argue that they won games this year. Uh, because of sign stealing. Now, I think you have a stronger argument for maybe in 2021 uh, or even last year because, you know, if, if it changes two or three or four plays in, in a game, I mean, that could be the difference. But the NCAA historically has been like, if you play an ineligible player for three minutes and you blow a team out, then you might have to forfeit that game because he shouldn't have been eligible. So, yeah, I think a lot of things are on the table. I'll say, I mean, it occurs to me also that the college football playoff is a separate body, uh, as as is the the Heisman Award. I mean, this this is I guess this may or may not have any bearing on whether or not Michigan is allowed in the playoffs or whether it is considered. I mean, is there much overlap in those decision making bodies? Right. Well, you know, the NCAA has kind of shied away in recent years from these postseason bans that they used to love because they got so much flack for for punishing innocent players. Usually by the time the sanctions came out, the people who committed the violations were long gone. Uh, The college football playoff wants no part of this. They have said this is an NCAA issue. And the last thing in the world that they want with as much money as at stake and and, and everything going on is to hold a four-team playoff and the team that almost everybody would say is among the top four teams is not invited. I mean, the whole point is to see who the best team in the country is, right? Mm-hmm. There's really no realistic pass for the NCAA to to ban Michigan from, from the postseason this year. So uh, if Michigan misses the playoff because of this, it would be because sanctions from the Big Ten say keep Harbaugh out and that affects the team, although it didn't earlier this year. Boy, I don't know. It's kind of hard to imagine any higher stakes for going into Michigan's game with Penn State this weekend. I just, I mean, assuming, you know, including whether or not Jim Harbaugh is even going to be there. Right. And it's not just, like, it, it's it's a lot to deal with right now, you know? And obviously they, they, they're prepared for this because he, he did serve a suspension earlier this season. But yeah, if something, let's say that a suspension comes down in the middle of a week when you're preparing and he's not allowed to be at practice, like, yeah, that would have an effect on a team. Um, you know, I guess it could galvanize as well. I mean, it, it, it's hard to know exactly what that effect will be, but this has certainly not been a conventional run toward the national title that Michigan's trying to have. I mean, they're, they're, all the games have been kind of boring because they're beating everybody, but off the field, there's just been one thing after another. Mike, there's just a couple of things I, I wanted to ask your gut reaction on. There was a report yesterday suggesting that Connor Stallions, this analyst, was doing this with a network of dozens of people. As we've said, you know, there, Jim Harbaugh says that he didn't know anything about what was going on. Do we think it could possibly be true that a staffer could be assembling that body of knowledge without other coaching staff knowing what was going on? Absolutely. I definitely think it, it, it is possible. There's no doubt in my mind. And I know people say, well, the, the, the coach knows everything. The coach knows what's going on. I mean, look, you've got an organization of 100 some people. They're all trying to prove their value, right? They're all trying to do their jobs and look like they're doing their jobs well. And 
yeah, I mean, I think in any sort of field, you can have somebody who crosses a line, rationalizes it, thinks no one's going to look, you know, I mean, that that definitely happens. I think that the question, and this is going to be subjective, but the question would sort of be, uh, if that happened, what information was he then presenting? Who is he presenting it to? And should those people have had reasonable, you know, should they have had good reason to sort of question the source of the information? And I don't think it's fair to say, based on what we know now about the story, that they should have assumed he was videotaping other people. But should they have smelled something fishy? Like, I, we, again, and that's to me where we just, we really don't know so much of what happened here. Like, what was he telling the coaches? How useful was it? And and to me, that is relevant. And I'm not saying that it, it wasn't useful or that he wasn't telling them. I'm just saying, like, I think it's fair to say, let's get that all out there and, and evaluate the information and not what we think the information is. Gut check number two. Do you think Jim Harbaugh is still coaching at Michigan this time next year? Oof. Well, this is another part of this that I think uh, really is, is fascinating and, and, and speaks to me as a strong argument that he did not know any of this was happening. Okay. Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner has been getting grief for like almost, you know, 20 years now for how he handled the Patriots spying on signals allegations. Okay. He would want no part of this again. And he is absolutely capable of telling teams, Hey, just stay away from this. We don't need this headache. And so if Jim Harbaugh wants to go to the NFL, this is kind of the one rule you really can't break. You know, you can have recruiting violations. You can have all, you can do all sorts of things like the NFL wouldn't care. You can't do this. And he's obviously had some interest in the NFL last couple of off seasons. And so, you know, he certainly knows that. So you look at a coach who's in trouble and normally you say, hey, that might hurt his chances of, of keeping his job. In this case, I actually think it makes Harbaugh more likely to stay where he is because I don't think Michigan is likely to fire him unless he's clearly proven to have lied over this. And I'm not sure that he's going to have other options in the winter that he might otherwise have had. Mike Rosenberg, senior writer with Sports Illustrated. Keep an eye out for his columns at SI.com. Mike, thank you. Thank you so much, April. That's the Stateside podcast for today. I'm April Baer. You can find full Stateside episodes at michiganradio.org. Today's podcast was produced by Rachel Ishikawa. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Kabansag, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Our intern is Olivia Meradian, and our podcast editor is Rachel Ishikawa. Our executive producer is Laura Weber-Davis. Music for the podcast comes from Blue Dot Sessions and from Audio Network. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. We'll see you again tomorrow. Hi, I'm Rebecca Williams. I'm Lester Graham. We've been working on a big project about Great Lakes birds called the Bird Connection. It will look at ducks and trumpeter swans. Egrets and herons. And piping plovers. Yes! We'll discuss what we've discovered at a Michigan Public Issues and Ale event. Including how some problems for birds are problems for people. It's at Arbor Brewing Company in Ypsilanti the evening of May 21st at 7. You can register at michiganpublic.org.